0: Shomra Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to oh, Shomra welcome back to the tiny digital Shomra room I am the Michael of the podcast, Michael and Benjamin's podcast, which will only be called that for a little while longer And I am joined by the Benjamin of Michael and Benjamin's podcast Who you may know from being the secret influence behind controlling every aspect of your life, it's Benjamin
1: Look lads, I'm just doing it to protect you from you Okay, Exactly It's to, it's to protect you from yourselves, I'm not evil, I'm just looking out for you that's it, that's all I'm doing
0: You're very, um, in a lot of ways Ben It's very self-sacrificing what you've
1: done Almost martyr-esque Michael Yes uh, Martyresque. you know A long-suffering balancer of the books am I Yes Ben, you've, you've separated yourself
0: off from all human contact To better focus on your role as a protector of time
1: and or space The only pleasure I take Michael in my own life Is occasionally making up little ditties like this one <gasps> The music for the podcast actually have anything
0: music very good excellent benjamin very on theme for this week benjamin yeah have you ever been to a film
1: <laughs> yeah I have you
0: yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah I've been to so it. i mean if you've been ever to been to a, a few to, films if you've <laughs> ever been to a film ben you'll probably like a marvel's latest teaser trailer about how good it
1: is going to see a film Oh, look, they're going to see us at the cinema, Michael. They're going to see us at the cinema. Not bloody uh, us, Ben, the way things are going. <laughs> there are no more cinemas in Ireland, Michael. Um, what we will have in the future is a dystopian black market cinema market. Um, and it's, it's going to be excellent, Michael. We'll, we'll be we'll be going to cinemas underground. Wednesday night cinema club will be a clandestine affair. We'll dress all in black. We'll have little balaclavas and we'll, well ben, skulk around. You know, as you
0: know, they say the good guys dress in black. So remember that in case you no. ever face-to-face <laughs> and make contact. Benjamin. Yeah. Benjamin, do you think in the future in Ireland You'll be walking around the park And a man in a trench coat will come over And say Do you want any films? And then he'll open the trench coat And he'll have the entire Marvel Cinematic
1: Universe Phase 1 Inside his trench coat jacket Yeah, definitely That's that's a very realistic situation That will probably happen here It will lads. probably happen Here, lads These
0: like films <laughs>
1: Come here to me Come here to me over here now no, Come show here over you, here Show you film Lads do you want any
0: films, Ben? It's quite obvious that neither of us have ever bought drugs. Uh, ne- uh,
1: <laughs> never, Michael. Never. I'm, would I'm be not the sure answer. that's how it works, Ben. Uh, it definitely is, Michael. If films and TV have taught me anything, is the trench coats no good? Men in trench coats <laughs> would just open
0: them and show you their secret wares. Benjamin, the biggest news
1: of the Marvel Go trailer on. about how much fun it is going to the cinema was that a lot of films now have titles. Yes, they've been given their title cards, Michael. Mm. We got to see their flashy little title cards with with motion graphics and and whatnot. Such excitement, Um, Ben. There's a couple of things there, Michael, that we we knew and are established and we don't have to worry about. Um, Thor, Love and Thunder. um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. I did not know that was a thing. Yes, that Um, is a thing. I can't believe Ant-Man and the Wasp is getting a third film. I'm quite surprised. There's no- nothing wrong with those films. They are but they fine. just don't they don't land the same way any of the other Marvel stuff does ever. They are uh, fine. They're fine. I'm still kind of in shock that he played such a huge role in <laughs> Infinity War. Yeah, he was in, uh, he was in the quantum realm, remember that he escaped? Yeah. Escapes? I know, but I I'm still shocked that he was a key part of Endgame. Look, anyway. Anyway doesn't matter Uh, Multiverse of Madness was there as well We're familiar with that We know how that's going to go The Eternals I I didn't know Tilda Swinton was coming back She is Uh, Courting Controversy once again is the ancient one You know uh the other thing that we saw, uh, we got a little glimpse at the Eternals. I didn't know Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie were in the Eternals. Ben, you
0: have your ear to the ground. I don't know. There are probably some podcasts you could listen to where you might find out things about popular culture. <laughs>
1: probably are, Michael. I wish someone had ever sent me one that was any good. Yeah, no, uh, not even. <laughs> so yeah, Chloe Zhao now, of course, has given that huge huge backing from the fact that she won an Oscar for Nomad Land. So that's that's gonna be interesting to see, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now big... Kevin Feige's getting
0: all cocky about it and saying, You'll be back speaking to me when we win our first Oscar for Best Picture with the Eternals. <laughs> like, oh. oh, that's very cocky, isn't it? Big, big man, big man on campus, Ben.
1: In fairness, Kevin Feige is the biggest of men at this point in terms of Hollywood swagger, social relevance, cultural relevance. He's up there. Benjamin, the biggest news is probably the fact that Black Panther
0: 2 has a name. It's called Black what Panther kind 2, of... Ben. <laughs> Wakanda forever.
1: <laughs> Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda um, forever. Yeah, so this one is... We've got a little bit more detail on this one as well, Michael. It's going to be focused around Wakanda this time. We're not going to do any international hopping. We're going to look at the, the internal structure of Wakanda and mm. how it works and why it's such a beacon of... of a, a mecca of technology and, and futurism, you know? Yeah, that's um, no open. How do you make a sequel to a film where your lead actor is, has died? I think it's ballsy I, I think it's very ballsy Michael to keep this franchise going uh, mm. without Chadwick Boseman I think it's going to take a lot of chutzpah it's going to take uh, a
0: lot of chutzpah Ben
1: and a lot of cojones I oh it's, it's tough is it? like I mean it's the right decision not to recast him Right, it is the right decision but, like, how do you make this feel... Like, is is there anything they can do here that doesn't make it feel... I don't know, Ben. I don't know. Ben and cash
0: Do they have Shuri become Black Panther? Well, I mean, that's one option. But... Is that enough, though? Yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: Is that enough? I like, don't know, Ben. It's... Uh... I think Chadwick Boseman carried a lot of that film on his shoulders. And the reason it was so likable is because he was an excellent Black Panther. Well, he was the lead actor in it, Ben, if you remember. Do lead actors often carry the film on their shoulders? Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's mostly
1: their job, in fact. Oh, okay. Um, Well, he did. Him (laughs) uh, Him and Michael B. Jordan made that film. Now, don't get me wrong. It was an okay film. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been anything. Without Chadwick Boseman do- giving the performance that he gave And yeah. the promotional work that he did afterwards And Michael B. Jordan being uh, dead and it, Well I mean that's really unfortunate Because lots of people want Michael B. Jordan back As a kind of down to earth inheritor of the throne mm. But he died He died, his character died Although that has never stopped them before, Ben, in comic books He done died Maybe, I don't know, maybe the serum in his veins brings him back I don't know, I don't know Michael He said it's unlikely that he'll come back But we've heard that before as we've well Michael that.
0: We've heard all Hollywood stars are liars Ben, that's my motto
1: All of them Do you know they don't often actually live the lives they portray on film Michael? Those are fictional Disgraceful Absolutely Disgraceful Disgusting Benjamin Yeah What about the Marvels? Are you excited about the Marvels? So that's that's a pretty interesting, co- I'd like to see Monica Rambeau again. So yes, I am excited about the Marvels. I think Monica Rambeau is going to be excellent. I quite liked her in WandaVision. And I'm looking forward to seeing what her weird, timey-wimey, dimensionally powers, ultra spectrumy wavy powers can do. Benjamin, is it going to be Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Carol Danvers,
0: Lady Marvel, a.k.a. Monica Rambeau, and Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, a.k.a. Kamala Khan, are they all going to be jiggling around in it going, we're all bloody Marvels.
1: Yeah exactly um, I think it's a very wise decision um, Michael I think it's a smart idea um, I'm going to get in trouble For saying this anyway So I may as well say it I don't think Brie Larson Can carry a superhero movie By herself Oh, <laughs> um, oh so, words uh, By the same merit Of Chadwick Boseman Carrying an entire film On his shoulders I don't think Brie Larson Is up to that task And I think And I hazard a guess Oscar, Oscar winner always, Brie Larson Oscar winner No 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 no. Now don't be Oh nice try nice try but I was very careful to say a superhero film on her shoulders okay Oscar winner Brie Larson is perfectly capable of carrying a film on her shoulders perhaps not a superhero film and I think and I think that has always been known Michael Oh, because what we had in uh, Captain Marvel 1 was Samuel L. Jackson as a key player in it and what you need there is the oomph that Samuel L. Jackson can occasionally bring, and the banter between those two is is largely based on that relationship.
0: But I mean, Ben, every superhero film has always had a sidekick.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I can't. I can't. I can't argue. She went through sidekicks, though. <laughs> Captain Marvel had initially uh, bloody Top Gun lady sidekick Monica Rambo's mother. Yes, Maria Rambo. Uh, Maria Rambo. Thank you very much. We had bloody Jude Law in that film for some reason. Um, Jude Law was there. What a waste of Jude Uh, Law. What a waste of Jude Law. Um, Jude Law was there as a dude. Um, (laughs) Yeah, a dude. That was his own Cree name. Space Dude. dude. (laughs) Space Dude. We had a lot of that. But that film is not, I I don't know, of the Marvel films, and this is probably going to, again, say more about me than anybody else. I don't remember a lot of Captain Marvel
0: yeah no, it's not great Ben
1: um, it's big shooty people in space, yeah. like the yeah it doesn't it doesn't sing to me, Michael, it doesn't sing to me, but I think this is a very smart move, I think it introduces a huge dose of diversity to that film, I think. It's going to be really interesting for people to see a Muslim superhero in full effect. Well, she's, if getting, they her own, are... she's getting her own show, Ben, before it, it launches. Don't forget. Oh, excellent. Okay, so we'll be very familiar with that. Yeah. Previous yeah. to that anyway. And okay. the first on-set pictures have been revealed, Ben. And the costume looks kind of cool. It does look kind of cool. Um, so that'll be huge because we should probably do an episode on Kamala Khan and the huge effect she had on a certain demographic of the world. Um, I think that'll be quite interesting. Okay, we we'll do it do then. Um, Yeah I'll write that down You write that down Ben Put it on your little calendar there I'll write it on my little calendar there Benjamin I don't like the way you're besmirching the calendar The calendar keeps us on track Michael Yeah very good Benjamin
0: Because that's what calendars are for Ben Are you going to put it in for a bloody Friday Ben Or maybe
1: a Wednesday (laughs) Well initially Michael I'd probably go for a Friday And lull people into a false sense of security And then BAM I'm actually putting it out on a Wednesday Um, That's a very niche joke for us Michael No it's about Loki Ben It's about the show Loki we found out this week, uh, Tom Hiddleston got his own little trailer and it was very funny. It was very in character for him. He's like, I don't like the way heroes have got their fancy little things. Where's Loki? Quite a heroic figure in his own right. Terrible Tom Hiddleston impression. Uh, One of the apologies worst. Apologies to everybody who heard that. But we have found out, Michael, that the Loki TV show will be a Wednesday schedule, bringing it out a full two days Ahead of what we thought we were getting. So it'll be out on June 9th, as opposed okay, to June 11th. Very good, Benjamin. Wednesday, of course, Ben, very special in Norse mythology. It is indeed, Michael. It's Odin's Day. Wednesday is Odin's Day. And I think that's a very clever little, oh, look at Loki, usurping bloody Odin's place. Num, 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 num. Because Loki doesn't have a weekday named after him. No, of course. But Thursday is Thor's Day. Thursday, Friday is Frigg's Day. Mm. They could have got um, any of them. He didn't get any of them. Didn't happen, Michael. Didn't happen. Uh, Tuesday is Tears Day, as yeah. far as I know. We're just always um, stealing the names from those uh, the old Norse's. Just nicking them. Just nicking them. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're getting that. We didn't really get it much more in terms of information or plot or anything like that. But it's just been moved to a Wednesday. So I don't mm. know if it's... Speaking of, of things, Michael, that use old-timey references, you watched an episode of something this week. Benjamin. Yeah, we live in a world we live in a society
0: (laughs) which has seen enormous change over the past 15 years yeah and one of the biggest changes is that now the superhero story is almost the default pop culture story yes in the olden days Ben if there was a superhero thing on it was big news for us nerds who wanted to see superheroes Mm mm-hmm Nothing will ever rival the excitement, Ben, of the show Heroes. Ah, Heroes. For example, because there was a mainstream programme on the television about superheroes. Not beloved superheroes that you know and love, Ben, but, you know, close enough. Exactly. Yeah, we were more than happy to take Smallville, Ben. It's all we could get. Oh, Smallville. I mean, it was barely Superman, but you know, it was Superman adjacent. So, oh boy, that was exciting. But then, Ben, we progressed into the world of ever increasingly popular superhero things. And now we're coming out the other end of it, Ben, where superhero shows are so ubiquitous. Superheroes are so well known and so ingrained in popular culture that the TV shows are starting to catch up with comic books. What I mean by that is a pastiche or a parody is almost as common as an original thing these days. Uh, The boys, for example. For example, Ben, in the olden days, if you were going to have your Justice League, you were going to have your Justice League. But the comics, Ben, are absolutely jam-packed with pastiche Justice Leagues. We've talked about them before. We've talked about the Squadron Supreme, Ben. We've talked about uh, the boys. We've talked about the no, no, they're called the Seven, aren't they? We've talked they're called about the Seven, but still, yeah. Every superhero universe has has a version of the Justice League. It does. Every single one of them, and now, Ben, that is starting to spread into the world of film and TV. Mm. So, for example, Ben, in the last couple of years alone, we've seen a fistful of Justice League pastiches. We've seen, we have we've seen, for example, The Seven from The Boys. Very good. Excellent, Ben. We've seen, for example, The Guardians of the Globe in the new show Invincible. Also.
1: also Incredible.
0: Incredible. Very good. Yeah. We've seen Zack Snyder's Justice League. Boo. One of the best pastiches of the Justice League of the last five years.
1: <laughs> Michael, that was... Ec- Michael, hang on. Hold on. Yes, You're going you're gonna to keep going there. But I want you to give yourself the biggest pat on the back.
0: Well, Ben, look, I have to say, that wasn't off the cuff. I did plan that earlier.
1: That's a, it's still, still, uh, Michael. I've bloody a, nailed them. A but, fucking great joke.
0: But Benjamin, now we're into the B-list and we've got Jupiter's <laughs> bloody legacy. Oh, and Jupiter's legacy, Ben, is about the children of a Justice League.
1: Yeah, who cares?
0: So you've got a Justice League, Ben, and the Justice League in this are Superman, Superwoman, mm-hmm. uh, Martian Manhunter, mm-hmm. uh, someone with flames, someone with green teleporting. You know, just your basic six superheroes with capes, doing run a run of the mill, re- revolving around a Superman-esque figure. Yeah, classic. Classic. But Ben, Jupiter's legacy is no use. Oh, is it really bad? It's really, really. Ben, hold on a second. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt this little rant about Jupiter's legacy. I think I've got the 90s on the phone here and they've got a few. (laughs) Yes? Yes. Yeah, no, hold on. I'll just Ben, that was the 90s on the phone there and they were asking for their production values back. How's their (laughs) mum? (laughs) <laughs> She's fine. She's played by Leslie Bibb. Um, Leslie Bibb? <laughs> yeah, Leslie Bibb. Benjamin, Very good. this show is so cheap looking.
1: Um, I, I did predict this, Michael. I, to- oh, I told you.
0: My golly gosh, Ben. There's a scene where, inexplicably, we're introduced to a couple of new characters. Okay. And then. The, the the Justice League in this show, I honestly, Ben, I watched it and I paid attention throughout the whole thing. But the name of the Justice League in this is so derivative, I actually can't remember what they're called. <laughs> I think the Justice Squad. Oh, I think, God. I think they're called the Justice Squad. <laughs> are they Jesus. called the Justice Squad? What are they called? The The... Anyway, look, Ben. It doesn't matter. They've got their Superman pastiche. They've got, oh, sorry, the Justice Squad or whatever they called Ben. Show up, and they're flying in formation in their garish suits, and okay. they're fighting their version of Doomsday. Or yeah, Doomsday is probably the best okay. analog to this guy. You know, he's the he's the big superpowered threat who's a threat to the whole team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Ben, it is from start to finish, cheap '90s looking. Oh, no. um, it's it's like the really early days of the CW.
1: Wow, that's bad.
0: It, it is. It's it's, it's very bad. strange. It's it it takes me back to like Smallville levels of of Oof. production design and acting, Oof. and it's got Josh Duchamel Ben, and Leslie Bibb as the Who's lead that? superheroes. Who's that? Josh Dussamel, you'd know him from the Transformers film and from being married to the musician Fergie. Oh, he's the military boy and he has terrible taste in wives. Yes, yes, yes. That's him. That's him. You leave Fergie alone. And it's got Leslie Bibb as his wife. Who's Leslie Bibb? You'd know Leslie Bibb, Ben. You'd recognise her from the 90s television show Popular and also from playing Christine Everhart, the news reporter from the Marvel Cinematic Universe
1: films. No, you, I wouldn't. You'll remember
0: her from Iron Man, Ben, where she sleeps with Iron Man
1: and then gets the oh, cold I shoulder. Oh, I know who Leslie Bibb is. It's Leslie Bibb. Oh, Leslie Bibb, who's in everything. She's in for everything. Five, for five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And she plays the lead superhero, Ben. But they're both hideously aged. Oh, no. The aged makeup is dreadful, Ben. It is dreadful. Do you remember Sam Winchester in that final dreadful
1: episode of Supernatural? Oh, let's never watch it again.
0: Imagine, Ben, if your lead characters looked like that for most of the show. That's no good. It's no good, Ben. It's absolutely no good. And obviously they look crap, but they look crap because they also need to look young in the flashbacks. Yeah. So how are you gonna cast around that? Are you gonna cast old and then de-age them or are you gonna cast them ageless? Oh
1: awful Ben. Surely you can awful. That's a genuinely good question, Michael. Surely you cast old and de age. Well, that would be a lot more expensive, Ben. Uh, I suppose it it would look
0: better, but it would be an awful lot more expensive. Do you reckon? Yes. Is there a lot of flashbacks? Uh, well in the episode 1 No not really And Leslie Bibb Doesn't actually even appear In flashback in episode 1 So I What's assume point, She's going to come along later But Ben It is dreadful There's a brother and sister pair And they're straight out Of '90s CW dramas Where They're one is, ledgelords Oh it's oh, It's one of the worst things I've seen in years Ben
1: yeah, The <laughs> comic's not much better The comic is not dreadful. much better Um, The comic is not much better Michael It's it's not a good comic mm. Uh, it's one of it's a it's a Mark Miller by the numbers phone in. Yeah. Um I, I honestly
0: it, don't know how this got made, Ben. It, it it it's a bit of a death knell for um Netflix being the go to for prestige, well produced superhero dramas. I think Amazon and Disney are going to bury them this week. They are year. absolutely going to annihilate them. Ben, we saw um, how bad it could be with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Marvel Netflix Universe. Yeah, with how Defenders was hamstrung by its budget and its production values. Yeah, but I mean, this is imagine that, but in broad daylight, and with it's no good, bad acting and bad casting choices and bad decisions about costuming and. Makeup and oh, it's just—it was like traveling back in time. It really was. It's worth that must watching. Have been I think. surreal for you. It because... was so weird. It was so so weird. It was the same feeling I used to have in the olden days, Ben, when I was a twenty-year-old hoping for a good superhero program and getting all excited and going, "This will be the one. This will be the good one." And then watching it, going, "It was good, wasn't it? Wasn't it good? I think it was good." But then, Please knowing it be good in my heart of hearts. <laughs> Wasn't good
1: Oh Michael I'm so sorry
0: It's no good Ben I, I cannot recommend it Other than as an oddity
1: I Yeah look I, I knew that was going to be the case Michael that it doesn't shock me I remember watching that trailer And thinking to myself That's ballsy That <laughs> that That is That is ballsy Because That's not good And that's not going to get people interested mm. Um. And yeah, oh, it's interesting, isn't it? No, it's no good. Uh, no, I mean it's interesting in terms of the balls it would take Michael to actually put that out into the world and be like, "This is okay."
0: Visually and visually, character design wise, and look wise, and even you know, storytelling wise, the thing that I it most fit in with for me is I could ma- imagine it as a sequel to the the. Low budget but quite successful movie From the early 2000s Sky High Oh Sky High It has a Sky High aesthetic to
1: it Wow Sky High has become A bizarre And popular thing Sky Um, High is quite a good film It's become a cult kind of classic From the Disney Channel era Which is very interesting to me Um, We should also probably do a bloody episode on (laughs) Sky High It has your
0: favourite in it Ben Mary Elizabeth Winston Mary Elizabeth Winstead mm. um, That's your favourite Michael you're,
1: you're confusing it again
0: Anyway look I don't have anything else to say about Jubilee's Legacy Other than I won't be watching any more of it No thank you very much sir Thank you very kind. That's a very nice offer 20 years too late Please get out of here
1: Please uh, go away yes. Please I am go quite away. happy with my current electricity supplier Thank you very much Thank you very bloody much um, It's interesting Michael because really Go on Really Go on You would have thought After the, the hit that was The Umbrella Academy That Netflix would have learned How to do a comic book adaptation oh, Apparently
0: not Ben Apparently not
1: Apparently not Apparently not Apparently not Well, I mean, You know what else is interesting About the, the bloody Umbrella Academy Michael Oh okay I don't know This is an interesting segue Why are you leading me Down a garden path here The commission Michael What an interesting idea to have What an interesting idea to have Michael What if What if Right You had a world a world And a universe A universe Where people were Were perhaps yes. Skipping about Yeah Doing what they liked Yeah You know Maybe they were teleporting From one place to another Maybe Just maybe They were jumping ahead go In time on. a little bit To have a little look-see And see Oh Who, who am I going to bet on At the ponies this week Who's going to win This week's derby Because that's a realistic situation That's definitely still relevant today And then Once we yeah, see that like horse racing <laughs> Surely the universe would go Hang, Hang on Hang on, surely little timey-wimey jumpy-wumpies are going to have an effect on the overall continuum of this particular time stream. We should probably Mm. do something about that. What's that? What's that? A little pocket dimension with bureaucrats do it. Um, And then, Michael, what we come across is a bloody irregularities agency. And they create something to keep their universe stable. Whenever a weird little anomaly pops mm. up in that universe, you can be sure that there's a pencil pusher behind a desk somewhere going, oh, dit, 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 dit. less of that. Less of that.
0: Less of that. That's we're we... going to figure that We're going to send in Jean-Claude Van Damme.
1: <laughs> Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme, a cop of time. Time cop. Yeah. So it, the commission is probably the one that springs most to my mind, Michael. Definitely the most... In one of the most enjoyable versions of that trope that I've seen in, you know, number five being a little assassin demon hellboy who works for a strange, strange kind of time agency called the Commission. Um, and it's no good, Michael. It's full of pencil pushers and goldfish headed men. And What are on. they up to, Ben? Well, what they do, Michael, they, is they, they... What are they up to? What do they want? they ensure michael that time runs as it's supposed to that nobody goes back in time to to kind of save jfk or nobody goes back in time to prevent world war 2 or something like that because once events happen michael you can't go around changing them willy-nilly um but then of course michael there's human error involved and it turns out spoilers for season 2 of the bloody umbrella academy that the handler the woman in charge of the commission is no yes. good it's no good. She's been nip- manipulating oh. events across time and space all over the place. That's never any good, Ben. You don't want that. You don't want
0: people manipulating events all over the place. Benjamin, what's the bloody. What's she called? What's her She's name? She's the handler. What's the handler up to? What's she want? What's her goal? What's She's her goal? She's collecting little
1: get? weird anomaly babies. Um, not dissimilar to what uh, Hargreaves was doing with the original Umbrella Academy but she's doing it as well Michael but what she does and what makes it way worse is she doesn't buy the babies off unwilling parents she murders the parents of loving families and takes the children no use use, so it's no good and it wasn't really clearly defined what she was doing other than it completely served her own purposes for wealth and power Mm. Um. So that's that's an interesting version of that being corrupted. But, Michael, that's what? not a particularly unique concept. We've seen that all over the place. Many time, times, uh, Time authorities, time difference authorities, time change authorities, time variance authorities, if you time like. Time and space authorities. Oh, very good. Like the one in Loki. Like the very one in good. Loki. So, Michael, we're about, get, uh, of, of um, we're about to get the Marvel version of that. We're about to get the Marvel version of that. In Disney Plus' Loki, where Loki is taken in as a prospective agent of the Time Variance Authority, TVA, Michael. It's got uh, Owen Wilson in it. It's got Owen Wilson in it. So I'm very intrigued by this, have been very intrigued by its announcement, Michael. And I took it upon myself to do a little bit of research about it this week. Um, the Time Variance Authority was introduced in 1986, Michael. Or was it? Or was it? Who's to say? Maybe they've just made that the date because they're exactly. the Time Variance Authority. Exactly. Um, and what that is, Michael, is it's a big old bureaucracy. It's a big old kind of government department that nobody knows about. Um, and their jurisdiction is all known universes, Michael. All that known like universes. It seems like a lot. Um, because their universe is ever expanding, so they have to expand with it. It's pretty interesting. The Time Variance Authority was introduced in the Thor comic in 1986. And... Um, And its central goal, Michael, is to ensure the smooth running of a timeline. The smooth running of a timeline. So what you don't want, Michael, is reality hoppers. What you don't want is time backwards and forwards things. The agency came into existence to oppose Kang the Conqueror, Michael. He's a notorious prick. A notorious the prick. Big daddy prick. Mm. Um, And he, for people that don't know, the, (laughs) the Kang the Conqueror character is kind of a ridiculous Golden Age villain He's a time hopping despot who goes backwards and forwards in time to build empires and sometimes he's had an entire empire for a while but then he remembers oh I don't like Reed Richards and he goes back and he tries to sort that out or yeah, oh no. I fucking hate the Avengers I'm going to leave my empire and sort them out once or twice. They'll
0: sort them out because they're going to do something in 50,000 years that's going to inconvenience me mildly.
1: So I'm going to go back to the very date and then I'm going to sort that out by killing them. <laughs> um and to hell with the consequences. And naturally Michael whenever whenever a, a mad genius says to hell with the consequences there's a government agent there going, "Hang on. Hang, hang on. on. We audit the consequences." <laughs> audit. Um so that's what the the time variance authority gets up to. Um so Michael, what do you think of the time variance authority? Benjamin that, what you've
0: just described there is almost exactly the plot of the 1994 film Time Cop. <laughs> starring your favourite actor and mine, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Benjamin, have you ever seen the film Time Cop? No, I haven't. Haven't had the time- pleasure, Michael. Time Cop opens, Ben, with a man and he goes into the, the government and he says, now you listen here, government. We have a scientist and he's figured out time travel. What do you think of that? And they're like, well, we don't see how it will impact us. And he says, well, you're wrong, because some terrorists just bought some bombs with some gold from the Confederate Army.
1: Oh, not the Confederate Army. Yeah,
0: and the, and the government are like, that doesn't seem great. What else could go wrong? <laughs> not ideal. That doesn't seem... And they're like, well, no matter what you want, it, it probably isn't a good idea. You might think you could go back in time and kill Hitler, but we can't allow that, because who knows what negative repercussions that could have. So we'd like to set up... A time variance, we'll call it the TEC, the Time Enforcement Commission.
1: Get fucked, is that what you're and, we'll,
0: and we'll, what our job will be, we're going to use this guy. This guy, he's from New York, he's a cop and he's going to be in charge of it. And they go, that sounds fine. Yeah, that sounds great. And what we're going to do is we're going to go back in time and we're going to stop any ripples. Ripples is what they call it, Ben. Nice. When someone travels back in time and uh, and changes the past. Oh, I like it. So what we're going to do, Ben, is we're going to hire cops who have no connection to life anymore. So okay. there's this cop. He's a New York street cop and his oh. name is Jean-Claude Van Damme. I bet he's tall. And tough. he doesn't speak English very well, even though he's a New York street cop. And look, don't think about it too much. There's There are bigger logical holes than Jean-Claude Van Damme not speaking English very well. <laughs> and they hire him, Ben, because his wife was killed in a house explosion. Oh no, I hate when that happens So Ben, he has no connections You know, he, he has no connections So they can take him off and he can work in the TEC And he can travel back in time And he can get people who are causing ripples
1: All I can think when you say TEC is Don't go chasing waterfalls No, that's TLC I know, but it's all I can think All I can think is Jean-Claude Van Damme In leather pants, in a water yeah. waterfall Saying, don't go chasing waterfalls And then he does splits he does a split um anyway sorry he's a tough cop very believably tough talking street cop tough talking street cop <laughs> from no New York City and he's got no kind of life he's got no <laughs> connections
0: so he's like the perfect time cop this <laughs> is ridiculous but the fun I mean the bizarrest thing about this is there's a complete it's 1994 so that's gone back pretty far Ben and you know it's it was kind of revolutionary at the time it came out this idea mm-hmm. of having an agency to police time um But it's very localised policing crime. It's set in 2004, Ben. Okay. But anytime someone travels back in time, they travel back in time to New York City in 1994. (laughs) So I was like, well, that's not great. That's that's not too exciting. Um, So, so yeah, anyway, look, he has to stop people. And it turns out there's an evil government man, Ben. And he's travelling back in time to set himself up as president.
1: That sounds like the handler.
0: So he, exactly, Ben, and he, you know, he has a time machine as well, and he's gone back and he's doing deals and he's changing the past. And Ben, remember how his wife died in a house explosion?
1: Oh no, Michael! Does it turn out that he causes the house explosion?
0: It turns out that that evil senator causes the house explosion. Oh, what a because dick he, bag. he sent the men back in time to kill him, and accidentally. <sighs> but Ben, there are no coherent, logical um for example right he they travel back in time they meet the senator john claude van dam as he's wont to kicks him in the head
1: oh yeah and key gives I... him
0: a scar key and and when he gives him a scar a scar forms on the 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 older version's face oh, straight like away it. you I know like cool but I then like later that. on john claude van dam goes against the wishes of the tec and saves his wife what now yeah now ben he gets away with it because it's not changing time it's undoing a change in time that another time traveller had done So it is an irregularity amendment So Exactly So that's how he can get away with it But when he saves his wife it doesn't change his life at all Except when he goes back to the future he has a wife and child But Hate If that. he had a wife and child he wouldn't have been hired by the TEC Yeah so he's undone his own career But he didn't Boo. It doesn't make any sense, Ben. Boo. It doesn't
1: make any sense. Boo. Do you think, uh, actually, Michael, thinking of an interesting, you know, add on to that, maybe that's how time cops get to retire. Maybe they have to work for the TEC for as long as they can. And then when it comes to retirement age, they're finally given the opportunity to go back and fix their mistake. And that means they get a happy life. And that's how they retire. Isn't that interesting? interesting. But that has a knock on Michael then to the fact that if they never joined the TEC, if they undo their own career, did they ever fix the problem in the first place? Oh, my God, Michael. Ah! Ben.
0: Ben. (laughs) Ben. I have no time for time travel films. I fucking hate them. I hate this bullshit. I hate it. Um, but anyway, Ben, oh, Time Cop is not practical. Time Cop is fun for a couple of points. First of all, Ben, the, the future segments are set in two thousand and four and they have the worst the worst future car designs you've ever seen. Oh nice. It is it is worth going to see it just to see the state. Of what they thought future cars would look like as early float? as 2000. No, no. Ben, ah. it's a normal car with a cheap plastic shell put over the top of it to look a futuristic. But it looks <laughs> a fucking stupid. <laughs> and Benjamin, <laughs> Benjamin, it also yeah. has what I believe to be the worst knife fight ever committed to film. Oh, nice. So they sent some of time assassins to get Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Jean-Claude Van Damme gets lucky and he gets one of the knives and they have a knife fight, like a sword fight. That's not how knives work. No, it's not how knives work at all. So they're just clanging knives off each other. No! And at one point, Jean-Claude Van Damme gets backed up against the wall, holds his knife out in front of him, and the other guy, like, clangs it seven or eight times. It's utterly appalling. It's terrible. It is
1: terrible. Maybe but, the Time Cup fight. I don't know.
0: Probably Jean-Claude Van Damme's best film at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I quite like that, Michael. Um,
0: so, yes, Ben. What What is funny about it and interesting from a kind of anomalies agencies is it's really... It's a cool and interesting idea, but it is really narrow in scope. Like the idea well, that all of time and space would be policed by like 20 people in New York.
1: Yeah, I mean... I, that's always kind of the interesting thing about that kind of timey wimey stuff, isn't it? How do you produce a decent? It's the say It's the Doctor Who fallacy. It's amazing how aliens always want to fucking have a go at London, um, yeah. when you know realistically it doesn't make sense. I remember when the thirteenth season of Doctor Who came out and it was set in America. People were like,
0: "Whoa, <laughs> oh, America! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doctor Who budget
1: the- shit," <laughs> and I was like, "Really." really um so i mean that's always the issue with with timey-wimey stuff and and i think michael that's probably why comic books are the perfect place to play around with that concept and and it makes sense why these things crop up in comic books so often is because you have unlimited budget effectively you just need a decent artist who can visualize weird wacky concepts Um, and you have
0: unlimited imagination then
1: yeah, so I mean then you could do a lot of different things. One of the one of the interesting irregularity agencies that I've come across that has been pas- pastiched several times over um Michael is the the Council of Reeds in the Fantastic Four comics. Go on. Um so the the Council of Reeds is a creation by one or oh, Jonathan Reed Hickman. Richards. Jonathan Hickman. Give over. Um Jonathan Hickman who wrote kind of a really seminal run on uh, Fantastic Four where he kind of did really high sci-fi, high concept sci-fi stuff. um, Interdimensional hopping, bloody philosophical debates on the ethics of what Reed Richards does all the time. And this introduces to the concept of the Council of Reeds. The Council of Reeds is a coalition of Reeds from across the multiverse um, who have chosen intellect above all so, whenever a reed, this is where it gets very strange, whenever a reed discovers a certain formula, that means that they are ready for initiation into the Council of Reeds and they gain access to the collected knowledge of a host of reeds across the multiverse. You um, keep saying reeds, Ben. Do you mean Ricks? I mean, haha, very good, Michael. So, because that sounds so stupid, Michael, naturally... <laughs> um, Rick and Morty went. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's take the ever living piss out of that. Um, so that's what they do, Michael. And in the in the Fantastic Four run, the Council of Reeds are quite menacing because they they follow kind of uh uh how am I gonna utilitarian devotion to knowledge and it's knowledge mm. above all. And you know, screw Reed, screw the kids, screw Ben, screw Johnny. What about knowledge, man? Um, mm. And that's their goal. Whereas in Rick and Morty, the Council of Ricks are a bunch of a-holes. Um, yeah. They're whiny and they've joined together because they're afraid of, you know, interdimensional prosecution and stuff like that. And the Rick that we're familiar with, the Rick from Earth C 23 I think that's right, Um is is the maverick and the one he is the anomaly that they constantly try to hunt down and fail miserably in their pursuit of because he is the rickiest of ricks. Um, he's the maverick. He's the ah, oh, <laughs> nice, delicious, delicious, nice. Um, so that's that's kind of the idea there. But this this concept of it's a different type of irregularities agency. Um, and they're not necessarily mending irregularities so much as inviting them into the fold so whenever a mm. reed kind of peaks in his universe he gets an invitation and then naturally because the, the, the reed of earth 616 is our central focus he has to come up with a plan to stop them because he realises overall that their their goals are too utilitarian and too cold and too unloving of humanity and blah 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 um, but they are a form of interdimensional kind of irregularity agency and I quite like them but Michael yes just because it's timey-wimey or parallel dimension, it doesn't mean it, that's the only kind of irregular, irregularity agencies that we get, Michael. We've had one that everybody is familiar with, no matter who Good. you are in the Western yes. world, Michael. Everyone is familiar with a particular irregularities agency. And it, it goes a little bit like this. Here come the men in black. Men in black. galaxy
0: defenders Ben here comes the men in black they won't let you remember they won't let you you remember Benjamin I read the original men in black comics from air cell comics later malibu comics later marvel comics from
1: 1990 have you ever read or seen it Uh, I have seen the film Michael I have glanced the comic books and I am a huge fan of the cartoon series that was put on Uh on Saturday mornings very good Benjamin Perhaps
0: the most interesting and defining thing about the original Men in Black, the comic book series, being about an irregularities agency, is when they decided to make the film, they decided to make it about Men in Black, the traditional Men in Black. They show up after there's been UFOs. Yep. And they say, "Uh, hello, has there been UFOs? And the people say, oh, yeah, y'all, there's definitely been UFOs. Because it's always Americans. There's definitely been UFOs, y'all. And then the Men in Black go, no, they haven't, have they? now? And everyone goes, no, you're right. There haven't been any UFOs. Sorry, be back on. Our <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice one, Grant. That's that sorted then, isn't it? But Benjamin, the comic book Men in Black isn't about that. Is it not? The, no, not at all, Ben. The comic book Men in Black, Ben, they police all sorts of irregularities. Oh, I like they that, They police Michael. aliens, okay. interdimensional hopping, Ooh. Uh, people's phones going off during podcasts. <laughs> they police um, the supernatural, Ben, the occult. Oh, I like it, Michael. They police uh, time distort. They police basically everything and anything weird. That would make a very good te-
1: televisual series,
0: Michael. Yeah. Now, you could argue, Ben, very broad. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very broad. But the very first Men in Black, Ben, Is about um, a cult who have developed a drug that makes people go crazy and super strong. Oh, nice. And that's how they recruit Jay into the Men in Black. He's working undercover in a drugs gang.
1: Get out of town.
0: Yeah, no aliens, Ben. No No aliens? No aliens, no magic cars. No, they're just a secret government agency.
1: That's good, isn't it?
0: Isn't it? It's very interesting. Yeah, well, they're not a go- sorry. They're not a government agency. They're above and beyond the government.
1: Oh, they're above and beyond the government, are they now? Exactly, Ben. They don't answer to no one because they're the Men in Black. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Oh, but the funny they're... thing
0: about it is, Ben, the first the first story arc of Men in Black, the comic book, is about you know a Mexican drug smuggling cartel, and it's set on like the border between Mexico and the U.S. and like the opening of Men in Black egg exactly isn't that interesting <laughs> that is interesting so, so that's what they you know, kept s- some of it does carry across to the movie and across. course Jay uh, being no sorry K being a grizzled old veteran
1: Tommy Lee Jones uh,
0: Tommy Lee Jones originally approached um, Clint Eastwood apparently and he wasn't interested wow yeah,
1: I think Tommy Lee Jones K- was the right choice
0: so do I Benjamin but you know what's funny about it this film came out around the same time as Batman and Robin Oh, and Tommy Lee Jones wanted to play his part comedically, apparently. And the director, Barry Sonnenfeld, was like, no, you're not doing any comedy, Tommy Lee Jones. This only works if you're Tommy Lee Jones
1: and Will Smith is Will Smith. That's good. That's good. Good direction there for Barry Sonnenfeld. Yes. Good choices. Good choices. Um, Controversially, Michael, the first one is the only good one
0: it i don't think there's anything controversial about that but <laughs> the first the first one is an excellent buddy cop action adventure government Interesting secret concept. agency yeah. yes fantastic it's a great film the second one is a passable film and the third one is
1: poop and then we got men in black international which has chris hemsworth and no good no good No good. so Just so a bad a terrible I forgot film to from top to bottom
0: yeah, just so bad so I forgot to even consider it there when I was talking about the series. But the first one Ben, excellent. It, and it just peak 90s blockbuster num 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 num. Absolutely delicious Ben. And the secret government agency side of it is fantastic. The fact that their base is in like a, a ventilation tower, wonderful. Yeah. Excellent, fantastic.
1: Um the recruitment process where they recruit Will Smith through... The recruitment process is one of the all-time great scenes in it cinema. Is. It is. All, it, it's just... I like the... It, it's flawed logic when you think about it out loud. Very flawed. In in the moment when you're watching it, your your brain just goes, yes... Yes, that is exactly why you would hire this man Because he yeah. spots weird little anomalies Oh, oh, look at his Look at his practical nature Look at him getting down Look at him getting down and dirty with this kind of world Look at him And He in just your moved head, the table Watching that scene It's like, who cares if it makes a noise It's practicality, damn it He's got to complete yeah. the test Um, I like it I, I thought it was excellent um, But then, Go on From a logical perspective He shouldn't have shot that girl Because she had science trigonometry books, books? no <laughs> that Absolutely not a Bit much Absolutely bit not much. Doesn't make any sense Doesn't also, make any sense Just because He he also only shot one person Surely one of the monsters Could have had a little shooting Given how often The aliens break out Of their meat suits And try to have mm. a go With the agents Surely quick yes. reaction time In those situations Is essential yes. um,
0: Well I mean the, the saving grace Of that scene Ben Is that They might Hire him In spite of that, it's never stated that that's the right answer. Yeah, that's true. It's more he's thinking outside the box. It's not that he's definitely right and all those other stuffed suits were wrong. That's true. That's true. And, like, he only fired one shot and he put it dead center through her head. So, you know. That's true. He's also an
1: excellent fucking shot. He's an excellent
0: Uh, shot. He can chase down a guy who looks like Ray Park but isn't Ray Park on foot. It's, uh, it's good. It's a, it's a very good, it's a very, 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 very good film, Ben. What a film. And good old Vinnie D, Vincent D'Onofrio, does not get enough credit for a spe- oh, spectacular what performance. what a
1: performance.
0: Absolutely <laughs> incredible. Vincent D'Onofrio has just been in the background of Hollywood being Hollywood's best actor for years.
1: That's all he does. He just turns yeah. up, steals the show, and then people yeah. forget. <laughs> yeah. Was that Vincent D'Onofrio? It's hard to tell. He's a chameleon in human form. <laughs> He's a fucking chameleon. Um, oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Michael, you, you had to sit through one more ill-fated kind of... Um, oh, do we have time to do this? I don't know. What time is it? It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, 22 minutes in. Okay, got time. All you got time. Um, you sat through one more ill-fated bloody 90s comic adaptation, um, which arguably was far less successful, and that was R.I.P.D., no use. No use, Michael. So, for any of the listeners out there, you might only be familiar with this from the ill-fated Jeff Bridges, Ryan Reynolds uh, film that came out, I want to say six years ago now, seven years ago? Maybe even more. 2013, maybe? I'm not sure. I'll look it up while you... Doesn't matter. Reynolds. Should have been, Michael, a fucking home run. You've got Jeff Bridges as an old-timey cowboy. You've got bloody Ryan Reynolds as uh, as Ryan Reynolds Will Smith <laughs> yeah. yeah he's Will Smith it, it yeah. should have been a home run it's got an interesting concept basically lots of things tried to crawl their way back from the other side of the veil Michael the, the dead tried to come back every once in a while and um, they're huge monstrous things that hide in human form men in black Um the RIPD is the irregularity agency That takes care of that They're really into all white decor There's an awful lot of bureaucracy and rules Men in black um, mm-hmm. And yeah it should have been It should have been a nice little return to form Instead Michael What we got is a hot mess Hot mess? God damn it Ben Hot mess Hot mess It. It's a boring film Which I don't think it has any right to be Given like the big people it has involved Kevin Bacon is there Michael Kevin Bacon is in it, it? Kevin Bacon's in it bloody there's a Steely Dan song at one point like (laughs) it's it's got everything it needs to be decent and it has no right to be as bad as it is but it's just an unenjoyable film I dislike Jeff Bridges in that film which I didn't think I could do Mm. Uh, but I can I remember watching him going this is hammy this is weird
0: Men in Black the first Men in Black has a lot to answer for for giving Hollywood the wrong idea about what was good about it um, like the, it, it's very good and the dynamic of the grumpy older man and the the off the but that you know that's any cop movie can do that lethal um, weapon lethal weapon it's lethal weapon it's the same dynamic as lethal weapon you've got a young maverick and you've got the, the grumpy old cop who's on the edge of retirement who's too but old for this shit he's too old for it Ben what he, what's he even doing there but everyone got the wrong message about it and every single one after that got bigger and weirder and wackier yeah. Yeah and the whole point of it was this is supposed to be just under the surface one of the one of the telling things about the first men in black is that it says there are 1500 aliens on earth And that's, that's it that's all 1500 and the majority are in new york in manhattan
1: cuz that's the that's the waiting room that's the... where
0: that's also where all the weirdos are
1: yeah all true so, cuz they blend in better yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah they blend in
0: with all the weirdos like uh, when we meet frank the pug and they think his handler uh, is the alien, but it turns out it's Frank the Pug. the little the Pug. Yeah, he's the alien. But, it's not massively weird and wacky, that movie.
1: It's very subtle. It's, well, it's, I wouldn't go that far. But no, but it, it's, it's the oddity, and it's subverting expectation. For example, Pug and owner. Yeah. And it's you, you think you're talking to the owner, but it's actually the Pug. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, those little moments are what make it so surreal, where you're like, oh. Ugh. Yes, it's also not very mean mm. and I think the later films became very mean the character who's uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character who gets taken over by the, the roach Edgar his wife is actually kind of sympathetic um, when she's interviewed now she's a little bit parodied as like a deep south kind of hard working woman hick if you will but there's still a great tragedy to the fact that she lost her husband to this weird alien thing. And it's quite interesting. I don't know. It's, mm. quite, it's quite nicely done, yeah, yeah. Michael. It's very human. As, as opposed to Men in Black International, Ben, where there is no
0: way that the normal world is happening at the same time as that. No, there's a nightclub filled with aliens. Every second person you meet is aliens in that film. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and it's, it, it's
1: rich people are aliens. uh, Gangsters uh, are aliens. Gangsters are aliens. Aliens aliens. are
0: aliens. (laughs) Aliens are aliens. Everyone's aliens. They should have just called it Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson in Everyone is Aliens. Because it's no good. It's it's not just beneath the veneer of normal society. It's we're in a
1: wacky everyone is aliens world. Yes, but also the stakes are much higher for no reason. Mm. Um all of a sudden there's a a ravenous race that's trying to, you know, cross dimensions to eat, or to cross time and space to eat Earth. Well, well. One of my favourite lines in the first one, Ben, is when Will Smith
0: says, like, the Argonians are pointing at Earth destroying laser. And Tommy Lee Jones says, there's always someone pointing at Earth destroying laser. Yeah, calm yourself down. And he's like, it's big, but it is just one alien being a bit of a prick and them hunting him down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, and it works it's, yeah it's such a good film it's such a good film and
1: it's responsible for a lot of the bad ones that came after it real shame real shame mm. so the, the moral of the story is ladies don't make good things because then we'll just have to deal with a whole host of shit things yeah, um, straight away after it straight away after generic shit things um, mm. ladies and gentlemen Benjamin yes. I also read The Filth by M.
0: do you want to go through that now? no very quickly though we'll point out it's about a, an, an irregularities agency who are trying to bring humanity, trying to keep humanity on the status quo, on the status quo, Ben. Keep everyone on the straight and narrow. But oh, once good. again, Ben, it turns out that they're they're a bit. They've got a they've got an ulterior motive. Ah, oh, the dicks. Yeah, and it's always an ulterior motive. But we'll talk about Granty M another
1: day and his weird, uh, his weird agencies. We most certainly will. We most certainly mm. will, Michael. Michael, hello, ladies and gentlemen. What did yes. we miss? Yes. what are your favourite irregularities agencies do you enjoy the Men in Black films what's your favourite Men in Black film we should probably do an episode on how seminal the first Men in Black film was I think we can get 40 so minutes good. out of that Michael so, good. so um, good one of the best if you'd like to be on that podcast or if you have expertise in Men in Black give us a shout ladies and gentlemen next week we'll be taking a look it's our 200th episode Michael we've been doing this for far too long so um, many It's our 200th episode next week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very emotional about it. Mick is very emotional about it. Um, We are going to be taking a look at a rather unusual thing. What made a footprint? What stuck? What stood the test of time? We've been doing this now for nigh on four and a half years. Three and a half, I think. Is it three and a half years? A lot of pop culture stuff has happened. Some of it we thought was going to be around forever. It wasn't. And some of it we thought would never make it. And it bloody has. So uh, what do you think has come out in the last five years that's really made a footprint on the cultural landscape and what was a complete and utter bloody flop. What just Uh,
0: disappeared off the face of the earth? What just walked away?
1: Bloody Game of Thrones. Bloody... Other things that aren't popping to my mind right now Lovecraft Country There we go Came back um, So ladies and gentlemen Let us know what that was We would love to hear from all of you For our 200th episode So do write into us You can do it in the following ways You can find us on the interwebs At s e o m r a b e a S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G Means tiny room in Irish You can also find us on the uh, Instagram At Shomrabyug S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G Same spelling no no same. you no
0: you see you, you've spelled it again. You're supposed to Is that not what I always it. did? No, you you say it. Just say it. Just say it. Okay. At Shamra Yeah, and then you say same spelling. Same spelling. And then I say same meaning.
1: Okay, so you going to take And it then the top? I say more or less. No 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 fuck it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think after two hundred episodes we'd have gotten better at this. Um ladies and gentlemen, that's it from us for this week. Do write into us and let us know what you think.
0: Bye bye. All right, bye, everybody. Here go.
1: The man in black. The
0: episode is over. Mm. Uh. Mm. Uh. Just move with me. Uh. <laughs>